In today's swipe left, swipe world, you are never going to stand out if you try to look like everyone else. You've got to find your unique personal brand. And that's what we're going to talk about today. Okay, here's the show. Welcome to More Than A Few Words, a marketing conversation for business owners. MTFW is part of the Digital Toolbox, and this is your host, Lorraine Ball. These days, everybody's trying to present themselves as an expert. So how do you stand out in your niche in a crowded market? Well, part of the magic comes from creating a visual brand. And I couldn't think of anyone better to talk about this subject with than Sharon Haver. She empowers savvy experts and driven female entrepreneurs to become successful, lifestyle-based online business owners. They do this by creating a personality brand that suits their style, values, and individuality so they get noticed in a crowded market. She's the founder of FocusOnStyle.com, and she has had a renowned career as a New York photography stylist for more than 15 years. Sharon, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me, Lorraine. Oh, I am so excited, Sharon. I love your take on branding, kind of approaching it from the visual side. So when you're working with someone, where do you start? Where does the process begin to build a visual brand for yourself? Well, I'm kind of like a two-headed monster because part of my background and my degree is in marketing and the other part was, of course, in style. So what happens is, is they really all go together. And in today's crowded market, anyone can become a personal brand. You know, you just go to someone and they're like, what are your favorite colors? What do you want to represent? And you can have like a templated personal brand. But only special people can have a personality brand. A personality brand is what's unique to you. It's your personality. It's how you position yourself in the market. It's how people perceive you. So when you're doing it, people don't realize, but you know, in the swipe right, swipe left world, we make a decision about someone in less than one-tenth of a second online based on their photo, right? So just think about it. It's like, you know, wherever you're swiping on a dating site, it's the same way we all are in our judgy little minds. (laughs) You want to make sure that when you're creating your business, it's led, it's driven by your personality because that's something that you're going to find your aligned audience with. And you're showing up in a way where you're standing and honoring who you are. So when people see you for the first time, they think of you as relevant, authoritative, in the nose, got this with their thing going on. They're not somebody who's sort of schlumping and dumping and, you know, no longer relevant and trying to make their way. So it's really key to think of yourself as a celebrity and position yourself as your best self. Okay. I'm down with that. I'm ready to get started. What are some things I should do instead of just buying an off the shelf? Oh, I like teal. So I'm going to have a teal and green individual brand. Well, actually, you're not so far off on that one. I believe that, you know, there's a lot of people that go through the like color of the season, whatever that that old 80s thing was called. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. The branding photographers, this color means that, that color means that. Well, we're in a time right now where most of us are working from home. So when we're working from home and we're either doing Zooms or we're creating our own headshots or we're doing social media, Facebook Lives, whatever it is, our surrounding is with us. It's wherever 
go. So what happens is if you really hone in on what you like, what do you like? What makes you tick in both your clothes, what complements your complexion, in your style, in your logo, in your website, you will see that if you're authentic and you are true to what you like, you might have touches of teal in everything you do, and that's who you are, and that's fine. I know when I look, people say, oh, like your living room, your set looks so great with your logo. How did you do that? I'm like, oh, no, I picked out stuff in my living room with my husband that I love, that I gravitated to. When we were designing my logo, I went through the colors that I gravitated to, mostly because the art director's like, oh, that looks like Sharon, and that's kind of what you wanted to do. You want it to look like you. That's really good advice. When I first started the business, I loved grays and mauves. And the graphic designer I worked with told me to go buy a gray suit, but that I couldn't have a logo in that color because he said that really isn't your personality. It doesn't reflect what you're trying to represent. I was an old corporate girl. And so, you know, everything I owned was gray and black and mauve. Gray, I'm a New Yorker. I was a downtown girl growing up. My favorite color is black and red. It's, I mean, can I say it? It's a lot of bull, you know? <laughs> Basically, if you're trying to be somebody who, let's say, is very corporate, probably don't want to be wearing baby girly pink all the time. But you could wear a pink that's maybe a little more dusty color, mm -hmm. that's not so infantile, juvenile, and wear that with a silver gray. Mm -hmm. Maybe that's what you like. So it's just a little tweak, but what you like, but it's just all these people that try to put us in these boxes of colors. It's just like, it's such crap. I'm sorry if I could say that or not. I mean, all my years as being a stylist is colors that represent stuff to us mm -hmm. in our mind. Without being scientific or any of that, you just look at certain colors. Certain colors are very babyish. Mm -hmm. Certain are dated if they're trendy. You know, certain colors. I know a lot of these people like to put you in a blue and green template, no matter what you do. I look at it. I'm like, are you a bank? <laughs> right. Absolutely. So, how do you feel about because a lot of the Zoom and a lot of these other applications work really well with a green screen where you can superimpose backgrounds? Do you? recommend that to clients or not? No, I was actually on a Zoom yesterday with about 15 people and three of them had palm trees behind them. I'm like, <laughs> no, people are very voyeuristic, right? And we send these subliminal signals, mm. visual messaging and this visual storytelling, right? So your environment is key. The set and setting of where you are is just as important as what you're wearing, as your haircut, as the font on your site, the colors on your site. It sends out these little visual signals to someone that says, oh, so when I see somebody and they're sitting there with some Hawaiian background and a green screen and it's, I'm like, what are you hiding from? Get, look at what happened during the pandemic. Everybody was on TV. It became a joke of like, what, what's the bookshelf behind mm -hmm. you? And that, that was easy to do. Plus books make you look smart. And if they're interior design books, then they'll make you look, you know, <laughs> style. But the thing is, make a background that's interesting that you still live with. I mean, my back in my office is I style the shelves a little bit differently than to the eye. And I know when I'm here, I always have the darn printer behind me. So if I'm doing something where I'm like really selling myself, I'll move the printer. Otherwise, I'm like, hey, it's life. When I'm doing other things in the living room for natural light, I'll go in there because we collect 
colored glass and it looks really pretty behind me. But people want to see that. They want to know who you are. They want to know what you're about. You don't want to be in, in like this cubicle that you force yourself in. You want to share your environment in a way where you're not revealing too much. And that's, you know, goes to social media too. People are like, well, I don't want to share too much. How much do I share? I kind of look at it as like when you go to the dry cleaner and your dry cleaner says, hey, how are you doing, Sharon? I'm like, oh, I'm okay, Gina, how are you? Are you going on vacation? Yeah, it's small talk, mm-hmm. right? 25 years, she's my dry cleaner. Same thing, you kind of give the information you would give in small talk with someone you know without really revealing too much because you don't want it to look like a big open background hey and come and rob me but you still want someone to have a glimpse of you because remember it's key to be a personality brand and you're no personality in front of a green screen you know that's a really good point uh, we've been we've been experimenting with custom some custom backgrounds that are more reflective of us not the generic palm trees from zoom that kind of feel like our brand And I haven't figured out if I like that or not, but I I definitely am intrigued with some of the things that you're talking about as far as setting the room so people get a little bit of insight into what's your taste in art. You know, what kind of things do you have around you? That's great for when you're doing kind of live Zoom calls. Any other tips, maybe when you're sharing photos or headshots or, you know, what you put out there as far as images of yourself? So photos are one of my, my favorite things to talk about because A, because I was a stylist. I was on, you know, I did everything from Vogue covers with millions of dollars worth of jewels to making really crummy looking polyester sweats so good you'd want to wear them. And there's branding and psychology behind it. So as I said earlier, you know, people make a decision about you in one tenth of second. So your photos, what people make a lot of mistakes about is they want to have these big corporate, they want to do these like branding shoots for the big photographer. But if you look at what celebrities are doing, if you look at what thought leaders are doing, they are giving a little glimpse of themselves. They're learning how to use their phone to be able to take photos, slice of life, document who you are, but not just go and take a bunch of random willy-nilly selfies, but you understand basics of a professional photo, but you do it in a way that's more relatable, that's more firsthand so that you are positioning yourself. And when people are following you, particularly on like so on Facebook or on um, Instagram, and even in a little bit it on LinkedIn as well, you want to put yourself up in a way, not like, hey, look at me in front of my my fake yacht that I rented, but hey, look at me, I'm sitting, you know, I'm talking to you from the street, I'm walking on and I think that's kind of cool and I'm sharing a tip. Oh, look at me, I'm in my kitchen and I'm making dinner and I thought I'd like share the recipe with you and tell you three ways on how to, you know, grow your business at the same time. So it's a much more personal way. It's a personality driven way. And that's what people relate to. That's far more modern than kind of being insecure and trying to um, have everything staged. Mm -hmm. And I remember I met Gary Vaynerchuk and I asked him this and he said, yeah. And he answered, he said, that's because people are insecure. That's why they want this fake stuff. You're never going to grow your business by trying to be plastic or cardboard. You're going to grow your business by people who actually like you. Absolutely. Sharon, this has been great. And I am sure that my audience is going to want to follow you and learn more about you and your personal style. So we're going to include links to your website. You've got this great 
80-page report on learning how to create branding photos that turn you into a human lead magnet without hiring a photographer, I know I'm going to get my copy. (laughs) Great. Thank you. Yeah. And if you want that, it's over at focusonstyle.com forward slash report. Thanks again for joining me. Thank you, Lorraine. This was fantastic. If you've enjoyed today's conversation and you'd like to find more marketing tips for business owners, be sure to check out all the resources at the Digital Toolbox at digitaltoolboxin.com. This has been another episode of More Than A Few Words. Thanks for listening.